Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Welcome, welcome to She's All Over the Place. So excited to have you here. Legal disclaimer. This is by no means any legal or financial advice. This podcast episode is for sharing one's journey, entertainment purposes, sharing the new space of the new world of possible opportunities. Enjoy. We have an NFT artist on. He is amazing. He's super cool. I've known him. I don't know how many years I've known him now. Uh, almost, I don't know, almost a decade. <laughs> we it's, we have a really cool story of how we met, and uh, we'll share that with you today. Um, Christian is from Long Beach, and he goes by the name of Orbs One. And so with no further ado, let's introduce Christian. Christian, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, very cool. So you're from Long Beach. You've moved around a bit, and you've been to the Detroit Auto Show. So, uh, where where did you go to school? I went to school in uh, Cleveland Institute of Art. Uh, my first year of uh, of art school, studying everything. I was looking into painting uh, mostly. Uh, so from there, I I really like the the schools over here on the West Coast. Um, I really liked every, all the work that was coming out of them, uh, painting-wise. So I want. I, I moved over here. My dad lives here, um, so I just uh, moved right there next to my dad. I started in uh, Long Beach City College, um, actually, for for a while, and then uh, met some cool people there. Uh, Bodic Bodic Hernandez. Uh, he, I met him there. He's he's a pretty famous artist now, uh, working with uh, Pow Wow. Uh, they do murals around the world. Um, so I got, I got to work on some murals with him uh, a few years ago. Dope. And uh, then I left there after a couple years and then went to Art Center in Pasadena. And uh, there I uh, met RFX1, who uh, we ended up, uh, he ended up meeting uh, Serge um, through some friends. Uh, he was a cousin of one of his friends and Serge is your friend. That's, that's how we uh, came to meet at the, at the art show party in the, on the rooftop in downtown, which was really cool. Oh my Back God. In, that uh, night was so much fun. It was, the energy was just so amazing. Oh yeah. It was like the, the top of the bull market in 2018. People were like going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Believe, nobody could believe what was happening. I know. I know. Oh my God. And we can talk all about that. It was the rooftop. We, there was like, um, like sushi there. There was sushi for like seven hours, like gourmet, amazing sushi. There were like 300 people. It went on all night long. I was the DJ. They hired me as the DJ for the party. Yeah, that was so cool. And then there was, I don't know, was there nine artists or 12 artists, but there were there was all a lot of artists. We had, the uh, uh, what was a public art collective or I can't remember, um, the name, uh, a bunch of people. It was like Blockchain Art Collective was there. And then um, another place, uh, what was it called? <laughs> I think it's like Public Arts. They're like, uh, oh man, I wish I could We have to circle that. around and connect. I have his number in my phone. We need yeah, you know, you, you, you know, that was the show because we had two shows at the the rooftop. I'm not sure if you were on both of them. Yeah, I was there. I was you, there. You were on both of them? Yeah. Yeah, because one of them was with them and then the other one was uh, a little bit different. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then David brought me on um, to be the DJ, and which was really cool. David Christopher Lee, our homie, he's an amazing celebrity photographer. But I had like 12 pieces there. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? I, no, I went there, but I wasn't in the first show. I was not. I went there twice, but I wasn't in a show that you guys were in. 
Yeah. That was a cool spot. The the building was uh called the Atelier. I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah. Which it's like actually a- stands for like uh basically an art school. <laughs> Cool. It was like on the rooftop. It was so chic. Um, and the the guys, the blockchain was eleven eleven. That was the name of the blockchain, eleven eleven. Yeah, eleven eleven fund. How are those guys doing? uh, Have you talked to them? Uh, I'm not sure if they're still together, but I haven't talked to Serge in a a long time. Who was hosting it? Uh, I think it was Serge and uh, Serge Chill. Yeah, but uh, the big guy, that tall, big guy who actually lived in the building. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember that guy's name. We need to contact. I have. We have to contact Serge and talk to him and tell him we're connected and everything that's happening. Definitely. Yeah. I I wonder if he's uh, doing NFTs too, because he he was so involved in the crypto space. Yeah. Yeah. He was so cool. I love him. We had such a fun time. I have great photos and videos and of that whole entire night. So I invited so many people. So many people came to that party. It was pretty epic. Um, But I had, I think I had like 12 pieces hanging up. How many pieces did you have hanging up that night? Uh, I just had like three or four, I think. Okay. I had small, no, actually I had maybe more, maybe like six. Oh no, no, no. That was the, the, the show before I had a lot of pieces. And then on the, the group show, I only had yeah, like three or four because there was less space. Cool. But I had like so- these little small pieces, uh, paintings on holograph. I don't know if you remember the, it was like a holographic uh, silhouette of a girl. And then... And it was like a wall and there was two sides of the wall and there was a light that had to be behind one of them. Was that yours? Uh, yeah, they were. They were on the. They were like on the side by the with the in the conference room area corner right there. And then uh, I had some crypto pieces, the blocks. Remember all the all the abstract blocks? It was like three of those. Uh, those got put on the blockchain art collective. Uh, it was like the first NFTs, basically. <laughs> like, I mean, they were they were doing like uh, crypto kitties. I think at the time was out. And so nobody really knew the word NFTs. Right? Totally. It's like crypto kitties. Yeah. Like to the listener, we're so happy you're here. And to the viewer, we're also on the YouTube. If you want to check out The Sophisticated Psychos and see the video um, with Christian and me, um, you can check out the video on The Sophisticated Psychos. Otherwise, we're you know so happy that you're here listening. But what you're hearing right now is revolutionary. We are ahead of the curve of something happening that's really cool. And we're here to show you and to add value and to give you insight and information of where our world is heading and how artists are taking the power back from jumping the hoops and and needing approval and being able to take action into your own hands as an artist into the space and create your own platform of the value of your worth and understand what it means to be a part of the community. It's not like a get rich quick kind of thing. And it's um it's an NFT. It's a non-fungible token. And we can share more with you. But um, Orbs here was one of the very, 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 very first NFT artists I um ever, 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 ever. Like seriously, like this is this is like so revolutionary. This is why I wanted to have him on the show because what he said, like in 2018, when I was DJing all these like crypto events, I was DJing in New York at the Baccarat, having having dinners with like like 40 person dinners. Like, like it was insane. More than 40 people actually at the dinner, there was like 12 tables, round tables. People were coming in from like Asia, Korea, all these places. 
And the, din- the, the, the bill was like $40,000 at the Baccarat. And it's like a dinner that I hosted. And I was like, what is going on? And we were hosting these events in LA. And I was like DJing these private house parties. And like, I was like DJing as a, like a crypto artist. And then they got me involved because I'm a painter. They're like, yo, you need to be a part of these like crypto art shows. So like I got thrown into the mix and I didn't know what was going on. It was so above my head, but it was like everyone was really young and educated and cool. And like they knew what was going on. It was something exciting and this there was a synergy in the air and everyone was like having such a great time and it was so fun and it was really really beautiful and so that's why we're here right now because we're sharing this epic moment because if if you go to Mark Cuban's um Instagram handle NFT is just at NFT they just announced yesterday that the space revolutionary revolutionized it just hit the two um trillion mark in on the blockchain and this was just yesterday and and this is like so people who got involved in like bitcoin in 2018 they were one like earlier on and people don't know what's going on and now it's you know it's been over a decade it has it has a life of its own and it's really developed and um you know people are still like have no clue we're, this is still very very new space but we're here to share stuff with you and we're excited to be here so um, just buckle up for a really cool show. Yes, it's a very intense uh, and very energetic uh, place to be in right now because we're at the beginning of adoption, mass adoption. So everybody's pumped. We know it's coming. Uh, institutional investors are come, pouring in. You know, corporations are starting to respect it and actually want to be a part of it. You know, so we're... we're part of the new 1%, as they say, you know, it's going to be the biggest uh, generational wealth uh, transfer in the history of the world. So we're definitely uh, in the revolutionary place here. Um, and the way, the way things happened uh, in 2008, how, how we became a part of everything just kind of like fell into place for us to be part of that. That's the space. And uh, that really, I was like putting, I put one of my murals on the blockchain uh, through Blockchain Art Collective. We did a mural in downtown LA, right in front of the financial uh, buildings, the giant skyscrapers of the banks. And this was a, a blockchain mural right, right there for them to see. It had uh, these, these pyramids that were mining cryptocurrencies. They had like the Bitcoin logo on it and everything. And this, this uh, astronaut girl that was uh, kind of like trying to find her way, you know, on this like crazy planet. And uh, I did that mural with uh, RFX1. Um, it was up there for over a month. It was right on uh, 3rd and Main Street. So from there, we wanted to have like the show, uh, the party be all around downtown from like, if we could go from the rooftop to to see the mural, but that, that would have been a crazy match. <laughs> yeah. They're a little bit too far, but that, that was a wild time uh, in downtown. Uh, so much, So much going on. Yeah. And how is it in downtown LA right now? Are they still like what's going on with Bitcoin and blockchain events? Crypto wise, I haven't been to to any of the the crypto stuff. That was more uh, my friends were the ones that were like really involved, like uh, RFX1's friend, uh, Glenn. Uh, Glenn and Diego. Diego was Serge's cousin. Uh, They were the ones that were like the most involved with crypto and like got us into all these coins like before anybody knew about them right like, I, they, they were I, like the ones that were doing all the research and it's, it's and, very intensive yeah and rx1 um was at the art show too and i follow um that handle on my instagram as well 
from still i still follow yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure what he's doing uh, if he's doing any uh, nfts yet but i'm sure i'm sure he's working on it so tell us more about you being a graffiti artist i started like doing uh art on, on walls as a little kid just to mess around you know <laughs> and then from there uh started uh learning graffiti and trying to learn my style and like really like like push it to the next level you know and technique and like making it look uh 3d or compositionally color you know your color choices all that stuff so i took that into uh into more like street art murals where it's, it's not just graffiti so it's, it's like a painting you're painting with spray paint uh which is pretty fun you know i, I think it's so easy because like painting with a brush on a wall it takes it can take a while because you have to spread the paint around with air with uh, spray paint, it's just like one stroke and it's done. Right? Were you wearing the mask to protect yourself from the fumes? Uh, yeah, mostly. <laughs> I hate masks, but yeah, yeah. When you're doing a, a huge wall, yeah, it can be very. <laughs> Downtown <laughs> LA has so many cool murals. Like there are so many colorful yeah. cool murals. It's one of the. Yeah, it was it was such a pleasure to 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 do a mural there because we were surrounded by all these like legendary artists. Yeah. That were, like, literally feet away from our mural. Yeah. Have you been, awesome. um, one of the very first music videos I did called So Into You, I like was in front of a mural. I have to show it to you. And, um, and then I did another spoken word music video called That Girl. And I like did it in front of a whole mural. I, I'm going to post it soon. I just don't have it on my hard drive with, with me where I'm at right now, but, um, I'm going to post it soon. But have you been to Five Points in, in Queens in New York? No, I haven't been to New York yet. It's oh my God. I want to go to. Okay, so um, I, you know, did you hear what happened with Five Points though? No. Oh, uh, they Five Points mirrors like ran Five Points, and they, 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 they. It was like legendary for graffiti artists. And about a year and a half, two years ago, there's this huge lawsuit. They took it down to put all these new condos and buildings, and um, and there was a huge lawsuit, and they won like six million dollars. Thank God. Um, but they even have um, and and I was there at the very end of it, and my friend uh, Nikolai Khan, who's a graffiti artist, and I got him into the crypto world, and I got him some actually some some exchanges for some blockchain funds. Um, with some of his artwork at some uh, some events I curated in in New York um, in like twenty, I think it was in twenty eighteen, um, and and I did I did a graffiti piece that I have to show you at Five Points at the legendary oh, really? Five Points. Yeah, it's called. It's, nice. it's, I put Kiriaki my name, and I put Think Kiriaki. It's so cool. Um, but lastly, you have to check out. Um, when you're in New York, you have to check out. Let me know because I'll I'll get you a personal tour. You have to have like a personal tour by one of the graffiti artists. But there's 27 graffiti artists featured. Mirrors, my friend Nikolai Khan. There's 27 artists, and they took me on a, per, a private tour. Um, it's in a hotel in the on the Bowery, but it's um the graffiti museum. Google it. But when you go, I'll make sure. Wow. Private tour. Um, yeah, New York, New uh, York. They're the the legends <laughs> when it comes to graffiti. They, they pretty much started right there. And yeah, those the, people are my homies. Yeah, well, I have a cool video I did with them. Actually, it's called Involved. It's a series <coughs> with uh, the duo, the Sophisticated Psychos. It's it's one of my brands, and uh, we did a dope uh, graffiti video with some graffiti artists with oh, one yeah. of our songs of them doing pieces. I'll send it to you so you awesome. can see it, and I'll put it in the show notes. So if anyone wants to check that out. Um, they can watch the video as well. 
Right on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to know more about your process. So um, when you were, ever since you could grab a pencil, you were just, boom, an artist. You were just born into art. Yeah, both of my grandparents are painters. So it was like always around me. And I was always like trying to see if I could draw, you know, every animal I saw basically. And yeah, from there I moved to like, you know, we'd be like at a restaurant and my grandma would be like, paint, paint that guy right there or draw that guy. And then I like draw him on a napkin and then she like gave it, I, she, they made me go give it to him and <laughs> stuff like that, you know. Uh, so I was actually like an art contest uh, back in Mexico when I was little and I got, uh, I think second place was the, the highest I got for one of them, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then uh, started doing comic books in high school with friends and stuff. And from there, yeah, I was just like drawing every day, basically. And I had to, I knew I, I was going to be an artist, so I just had to pick the, the art school for me. And, you know, art center, I always went to art center. Visit, every time I visited California, my dad would like take us to art center. So to show us around, because him and my uncle would take classes there, like night classes every now and then. And uh, it was like my dream to go there. Like, and I finally made it you know what i got a scholarship and made it in there and uh and studied illustration design i kind of wish i would have done more like motion 3d 3d arts because I did, I did study a little bit of that i learned uh zbrush because i really interested in me uh, cinema 4d and uh zbrush um, i heard it's of, i heard it's very of, uh, difficult the 3d yeah it kind of is in the beginning but if you're doing if you're used to photoshop and illustrator it can kind of like be a little bit easier, but I mean, everything through YouTube, <laughs> if you want, if you need any, any kind of figure out how to do anything, uh, YouTube tutorials is oh, the best yeah. Nikki, <laughs> school for me. Yeah. Learning new stuff usually. Uh, oh yeah. Nikki <clears throat> Scorpio, my uh, music partner. If you see all the videos we edited, one's going to be in the show notes. So I'm going to show you too. like all the after effects and all the cool things. Like he just learned everything off YouTube. Like he, his first music video took him 12 hours and it's just genius of all, all the attention and the patience he had, but his skill sets, he learned everything from YouTube. So it's a great educational tool. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very visual learner. You know, Me I too. To, I have to see it. Me to too. <laughs> right. I just really want to give a special <clears throat> shout out to your grandparents. Cause uh, much love to your grandparents and to your family oh, who you. supported you on that journey. I just, I felt like a little pinch in my heart right now because it's so amazing. You were given the space and that encouragement. And I mean, it's just, it's just, it's really, really important to acknowledge that because I know what it's like and I've seen what it's like when, when people don't have that kind of support. So to have that, it's just, wow. You know, like, like homage to the grandparents for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was hard. My, my dad, he's more of a realist. He was always telling us not to go to art school because it's so expensive. Because um, we were already doing pretty cool stuff. You know, we were already like the, some, of, some of the best. Uh, me and my brother, he was also uh, doing fine art uh, in our center. We would just be making art and be, we were usually very competitive <laughs> amongst each other too. Oh, good. That's good. So <laughs> we were like creating video games when we were like very young, trying to like come up with like, like do like the concept art for games and like designing like the the levels and stuff like that. Wow. Uh, so I kind of wanted to go into entertainment arts. Um, that was one of my, like my second choice. I, that was my focus when I was in art center. Like I took a, all the, my electives were in entertainment so like studying disney movies and uh yeah every everything in uh 
Hollywood, you know, special effects, all the all the movies that they have starts with an artist having to come up with the visual, uh, visual. They have to visualize everything. Yeah, um, yeah. For everyone, right? So I had um, Alex Sokolow. <clears throat> he wrote the original Toy Story animation. And I had him on a podcast episode if you want to listen to it. Um, and he talks about the process of Toy Story. He he did the first one and then he sold it to Disney or whatever. But he did the very oh, first, right. whoever, whoever bought the, the the Toy Story, the two, three, four, and five. He wasn't a part of those ones, yeah, but um, the so. two, three, four. But he did the first one, but he <laughs> talks about the process. It was an independent feature film that was just shelved. Woody and Buzz, they weren't even characters. They were like the drunks, I think. I don't remember. You have to hear you have to hear the <laughs> podcast episode. But he talks about the process yeah. of the development of the characters. So that's a cool episode. Um, to get into more technical terms here, um, with you know, glitch art, uh, trash art genres, surrealism, illustration design, your influences. Let's let's talk about that and your process and uh, the development of those for you. So I, I do uh, traditional art mostly, and which is painting. But I, I try to be more experimental. I'll paint on like holographic vinyl, and then I'll put resin over that, and then I'll paint some more over the resin so it's like kind of like floating off the painting you know like multiple layers i'll do like a pour over the holographs you get like a cool uh cool background um and then do painting with oil on the resin on top of that so it's kind of like floating on top and then it's a lot of layering of resin which i've been playing with lately so it's kind of like 3D painting in a way, like the more layers you add, you know, that you can go. So I've seen artists do like paintings that are like cubes, right? Like blocks of, uh, of resin. And it looks really, really cool. Um, so I'm trying to take that into the digital space and make it uh, translate in a way. I'm turning most of my paintings into NFTs, or not, not most of them, like the, the, new, the newest ones uh, into NFTs or any, any other ones, like the old ones that were uh, related to crypto. Um, I turned those also into uh, like open edition uh, where I, I do uh, more like uh, remixed versions uh, where I like digitize it or run the painting through a software or something to give it more of a, you, you know, turn it into a GIF or animate it in a cool way, you know, so, so, it's that, so it looks cool and it fits amongst the, you know, all the NFTs, which everything seems to be animated nowadays. Uh, that's like the, the new digital frontier right and very colorful too yeah very colorful yeah the whole they're doing the whole uh like retro wave vapor wave kind of field i see a lot of art like that um also uh glitch art kind of uh glitch art and crypto art are huge influences uh on on my work that kind of like psychedelic uh uh, surreal effect you know um i really like that and when they create there's artists, uh, I can't remember the names of these artists, but they've been, uh, they're like the OGs of uh, the crypto art space because they use uh, computers that actually actually use like code or algorithms to create their work. And it's just like compute, full computer-based, like no, pro, no program, uh, like, you know, regular art program to make the, the art. And they create very, very interesting things that like you've never seen in your life. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's definitely uh, a new space. There's a lot, a lot to be explored yet. Yeah. And we're breaking out into the art world and like the real art world. Everybody's like finally, you know, taking a look at crypto art. Um, oh, yeah. Pretty cool. 
And there's galleries. There's galleries now of NFTs where there's like holograms that you're doing holograms, but there's galleries where there's holograms of the NFT art that people can see in galleries. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that. Oh, yeah. They're holograms of the NFT arts. So it's it's not just an LCD screen. It's It's an LCD screen. It's it's like a screen, but some of them look like holograms. That that would be so cool. You wait till you see it. Yeah, I have, to, I have to figure out how to translate a holographic art into uh, to like a GIF. So it's like you can see the hologram in the image, you know, without turning it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's cool. what I'm working on right now is like uh, I, have, I got like a little photo studio cool. going on right here. <laughs> and then um, so um, check out the link and um, you can see the NFTs and um, Orb's artwork on uh Open C, Rarible, where else? Uh, the, the other ones, uh, MyBay, uh, Blockchain, Blockchain Exchange, Blockchain Art Exchange. Yeah. MyBay, B-A-E, Blockchain Art Exchange. And then we'll put uh, it in the show notes for everyone. All the ones that are uh, single edition, the original painting is included. So <gasps> That's what I was wondering. Because um, yeah. some people are, are they doing the, the photo only or the digital only? Oh, or are you gonna give? You're gonna give the original as well. Yeah, the ones that are like uh, open edition, like uh, I, I treat that like prints. You know, uh, it's like edition of thirty, so it's cheaper price. And then the called open are, edition, it, so you can do a. Li- yeah. You can instead of selling one, you can sell thirty prints only. It's, it's called open edition, but it's actually kind of like a like a limited edition. And then there's the the single edition, which only you can have and you can resell the, the NFT if you want. So you're making money with the NFT if you want to sell it and then keep the original painting. But you, you can know. keep the original painting, but or you can sell the NFT. Too. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like they, if, if people choose to, they, they can resell the NFT. Because every time it resells, I, I make some money from that too. So. Yeah. So what artists can it's do cool. is around, you can set it at whatever percent, but most artists are doing like 10%. So it's like, if yeah. someone buys it, you get the money, but then if they, if they go and they resell it to someone else, like a second tier, third tier, third, five, fifth tier, if it sells 500 times, you always get 10% from that as the artist, which is so cool. Cause now you're like the broker. Yeah. 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 Finally get royalties. Yeah. For, that's uh, really important. Man. <laughs> for you, for for the listener and the viewer to know, too. unlockable content. I'm always unlockable content. I am the art that's behind nice. the art behind the art behind the art. That's that's what I like to do. Yeah, I still, I still have to, to play around with that. I'm yeah. trying to get uh for my next uh, NFT project. Um, I did a album cover for one of my friends, uh, Cole Avery. He's a hip hop artist, and uh, we're gonna turn the cover into uh, an album. I'm not sure if we're going to do the whole album or just one song, but we're going to try to sell it that as an NFT uh, between the both of us. Uh, Great. Out soon. Great. Um, maybe we'll see either OpenSea or, or Rarible. But. Yeah. Well, if it's video, I heard OpenSea is better. If it's photo, Rarible. But if it's actual video, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, uh, OpenSea is better. And there's no yeah, gas fees. Options. And there's no gas fees. Also, That's you want to... Yeah. Also, you want to look at Tron, T-R-O-N. If you go to the Instagram, it's Tron Foundation. Justin started it. Lindsay Lohan, who did her first NFT, sold for 15,000. Immediately, it flipped on the blockchain for like Um, 57,000. So there's no... 
there's no gas fees for artists on Tron. So I'm going to release oh, yeah, yeah, some yeah. NFTs on Tron. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to check it out. Yeah, Tron, Tron's cool. Uh, that's funny you mentioned Lindsay. I, I have a bunch of paintings of Lindsay that I did. Uh, of a, it was my paparazzi series like from 10 years ago where I did like the, the most followed celebrities. Uh, just like finding like random paparazzi shots that I found interesting and then kind of uh, turning them into surreal painting, you know, changing them a bit. And uh, Lindsay Lohan became my, my main focus. Uh, so I have a, a lot of paintings of her that I, I think would make cool NFTs since she's kind of like a crypto celebrity. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do her it. in Paris. It's funny. Paris has actually been involved in the space since 2017. And I did a painting of her and Lindsay together uh, with shopping bags. Like, I mean, I was kind of like making fun of them back then, you know, like the whole materialist thing. Yeah, of Just course. like shopping bags that are like dripping with black like ooze like yeah all the the was a part of the culture all the petroleum products you know i was like yeah testing it or something um well it's a part of the culture you know what i mean it's it's what we grew up with it's what we grew up with going to parties and events with paris and lindy all the time oh you you actually got to meet him what are you kidding like of course yeah hello i mean (laughs) they were always there in the background (laughs) what (laughs) they were always there somewhere in the background of the parties you were attending or you I mean, growing up talking to them and stuff, you, you got to meet him. Uh, yeah. Conversations with them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we all grew up together going to the same parties and events. I mean, Oscar That's parties, so cool. MTV parties, red carpet events, gifting suites. Uh, my, my best friend Logan um, is really good friends with Lindsay. And we were in the south of France oh, wow. for uh, the Cannes Film Festival. And I was walking into like, I think I was going to like show part or something or like Lindsay was going to show part. She was going to get jewels for an event. And I was going, Oh no, this, I was going to this Lebanon artist had, she was going to dress me for an event. And like, it was so wild. We both like arrive at like this, the marquee hotel or whatever. It's like a fancy hotel on the, you know, on the, on the main, like, I forget what it's called, the main drag and, and, and con. And, and I met Lindsay, um, in 2009 in the, in the elevator and with my best friend, Logan. And then another time I was living, um, at my best friend's house, Logan in Upper East Side. Um, this was like in 2012 when all the hurricanes were happening. And, uh, Lindsay was staying at the dream hotel. Cause she was like friends with all the owners of the dream hotel. So she was staying there, but all the power went out. So her and our friend, Nikki, um, would went and came and stayed at Logan's house. And like, she came and like stayed the night or whatever, but yeah, <laughs> wow. my, my best friend Logan's like really good friends with Lindsay, but, um, yeah. And then, um, my best friend Logan, he has the same birthday as Nikki Hilton, October 5th. And he, he styled her for her book that came out a few years ago. And like, he's, he's really good friends with like Nikki and Paris and like Azura and like that whole clan. And I met, I met Paris. Um, we're a lot alike a lot actually in like ways and stuff. She's super cool. But, um, we've been at like, like a lot of events together, or whatever, but we haven't been like texting, like exchanging, like buddy, buddy, like hanging out, like things like that. But I love her. I love Paris so much. And, um, one time, um, we had some moments together. It was during New York fashion week. Actually. Um, we were at an event together. Um, she showed up with her sister and Derek Blasberg. Um, Yes. Uh, it was like, um, where was it? It was, um, it was the old butter. It was called butter, but it was like the new place. And it was like, it was a birthday party for some like ex supermodel. I don't want to say ex supermodel. Cause like, whatever, she's just not working like she used to, but anyway, that doesn't matter. Next subject. Um, <laughs> next subject. Um, but, um, what's it called? What was it saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's a part of the times and the culture and just 
going to, you know, events and things like that. I had a piece during that same time. I was working with Jessica Simpson. I was a model and I did a movie with her years later. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I did a movie with her years later. A military movie. I, I didn't see that one. Yeah, but the same time that you're talking <laughs> about, um, I was modeling for her shoe line and it was before I was like on set working with her years later. And, and I had her sign this thing to me and I, I do three dimensional art and I applied it to a canvas. That's really cool. It's exciting. You can do anything with an NFT. Anything is possible. It can be a photo. It can be paintings, digital, like the, the possibility for an artist to create music, voiceovers. Like we could take this podcast and turn it into an NFT. I already had that idea, you know, a few weeks ago and I'm a voiceover actor. So I could like release like, like you said, gifts or like little like 59 second clips of like me doing animation characters or something. The sky's the limit when you're an artist. You can like release anything as an NFT. The most important thing, you want to make sure you're not paying gas fees. And Orbs, I want to thank you because you're the one that turned me on to the app, um, the the Ethereum gas app. And so I was on it the other night and it was low. It was like 78 or something. I was, I wanted to like <laughs> text you. Yeah, I wanted to text That's you. Of. I, it was it was just two <laughs> nights ago and it, I was going to bed and I just happened to just check it just for funds. And I went to go check it and it was like 78. It was so low. And when, and when I, when you were holding my hand, when I was doing my first NFT and I want to thank you so much for being there and showing up and who would have thought, but no you were there like walking me through the baby steps of it. And you were like literally neck and neck, hand in hand with me. And you're like, okay, just pull the trigger. Do it now. It's not going to go any lower. It was 112. And I got it for 112. Yeah. Cause I knew, I knew how busy the network has been lately. Like going under a hundred Gwei in the gas price is like unheard of. <laughs> well, you told me that they're actually going to do the second tier starting in July, right? Yeah. It was supposed to come out this month or February actually. And it got pushed because they're, a lot of the miners uh, start protesting. They don't want to lose all their all the money they're making on, with the fees, so they're giving them more of a, more time uh, to figure it out. And yeah, we're gonna have to wait till July. That's the, I think this summer is when you're gonna see the crypto market just like blow up like never before. We're gonna be crazy bull market. So right now we have like two three months to, to take our positions, get ready for the rocket ship takeoff. You know and. Uh, I think this this time it could be a super cycle. They're saying since uh, mass adoption were the the cross crossover, you know, between being like some something underground into being more, you know, used by the average person. Uh, PayPal just brought it in. Um, a bunch of banks are getting into it, and everybody kind of wants a piece of the pie. So I think this is gonna this is gonna make take the alt coins like they're saying all season starting right now what You're season all, it's called alt season alt uh, alt yeah alt for alt coins alt coins is basically everything that's not bitcoin right so when bitcoin starts like uh staggering you'll see people get very impatient and they'll just move all their money into alt coins because alt coins move faster than bitcoin because uh, they have a lower market cap so it takes less money to make a move right so people are looking for, for uh, they call them hidden gems, uh, small cap gems uh, that can turn you to a millionaire uh, if you put like $1,000 into it. Or even some like this guy I follow a lot on uh, on uh, YouTube called Bullzilla. He does the $100 challenges where you just put 100 bucks into a coin and you watch it turn into like sometimes 10K, right? Or more. Yeah. Uh, 
Dope. He's trying to get people to 100K. Um, and a lot, some, some of his uh, subscribers already made it. there. people that have been following him since last summer. Because this past six months, we've seen gains like 5,000 to 10,000%. And you sent me the YouTube video on him, right? That's the one I watched? Uh, I, I think I might have sent you him. I follow a lot of people on, on YouTube. I know like the, the main guy um, right now is uh, Bit, BitBoy Crypto. He has like 700,000 followers. And when he reaches a million followers, he's going to give out a whole free Bitcoin to one lucky uh, follower. Well, he's going to give what? A whole Bitcoin away. What do you mean a, a whole, whole Bitcoin? By then, it's probably going to be 100K or maybe uh-huh. maybe less. Like he's, he's like 750,000 once he reaches 100 or a million followers. He's going to raffle out a Bitcoin, basically. Well, that's, that's good incentive to get more followers because what I see everyone doing in the Twitter space and if... If anyone is interested in this space, make sure you're on Twitter because a lot of the people who are in the blockchain, um, I was off Twitter, but now um, since I'm totally like into this space um, and on Clubhouse, like everyone's on Twitter. And so a lot of a lot of a lot of collectors and people in the space and a lot of people how they're trying because it's about community. But I see a lot of people doing like hack moves like, oh, like show me your NFT and I'll retweet it or um, I'm going to buy an NFT today. Show me your work. So mm-hmm. a lot of people. People are yeah. hyping up artists, so they're so they're getting more affluence and popularity because they're they get the hopes that this an NFT person is going to retweet their work or they're going to get a chance to like sell their work. But it's working, so and it's good energy and it's supporting other people's work and retweeting people's work. And I posted something like uh, that I did for Pi Art Day on the Pi on the Pi Wallet. And um, if anyone's interested in that, like definitely reach out to us and we can share more with you. Um, but I just put up my the that the artwork I did for Pi Day and it was on the cover of the app for Pi Day, which was just a few weeks ago. I told you about it. And mm-hmm. so many people saw it and people are retweeting it, just like honoring the space is like, you know, you know, like of, of the of the future of of, you know, the blockchain and the frequencies of everything. Yeah, I, I enjoy the the community uh, space that every coin has. You know, everybody uh, can go to Telegrams, uh, the Discord channels, where everybody you, you can keep track of everything that's going on. If there's like FUD or anything, <laughs> you know, there's always gonna be people complaining and talking crap. But it's just good to to stay in touch with the the, the devs and the teams that are actually working on it because then it kind of clarifies the devs. Know, would you say? The, the devs, yeah, like the developers. Mm. Uh, so, so you get more clarity on the project and what How they're do you doing. Because sometimes devs- you're kind of you kind of like left and you know out there, not knowing what's going on, and it kind of creates a lot of anxiety, you know, uh, being in the space. So you have to be uh, like in uh, under uh, Telegram. They have you, you have access to talk to to the the team. A lot of the developers are are on the Telegrams, uh, you know, dropping. You know what they're doing, uh, development, the plans, uh, roadmap. So, who are the developers? You know, for for each team, like I'm following. Uh, there's a uh, there's another project that's kind of like Pi, where a lot there's a lot of anxiety. People are waiting for the product uh, called Vrox. Uh, Vrox AI. They're working on on uh, an exchange that has AI trading, uh, or they they help you figure out what coins are going to move, but they're still trying to figure out the AI. But the thing about the crypto market is that it's very unpredictable. You know, even for TA, 
uh, technic, which stands for technical analysis. It, it sometimes breaks a lot of the TA uh, rules or patterns that people are used to. So crypto is kind of like a, a beast to its own, right? Because especially right now in bull markets, uh, everything just goes up more than people expected. And uh, like even trade bots, like using trade bots can be very bad during a bull market because it even like you can you can lose a lot of the gains i just started playing around with trade bots and uh in kucoin and because of that because of the bull market some of my coins going up more than 10 percent what is bull, uh, bull market, market is uh it's like bull market and bear market uh bull market is is when it's uh when things are going up and then bear market when things are going down so that's when you, you hear like the term bullish when people are bullish on something that means they're they're very pumped about it going up, right? So <clears throat> you'll hear like that, like Bullzilla. He's this guy. He's like the master <laughs> of pumping pumping the space. Like very good energy, huge huge crowd. Like the people all have uh, special like bullish names that they <laughs> that they get when they join his uh, his club or whatever. And uh, they're actually gonna have a party in uh, Hawaii. Uh, I think maybe at the end of the summer, like peak bull market, maybe when everybody's uh, making a ton of money. Um, I don't know if I'll make it out there, but it's definitely it's cool to have a community, you know, that's kind of small right now. You know, kind of kind of inclusive. Like you feel like you're you're in something that's very special. That's like about to to blow up like crazy. It's exciting. <laughs> it's so exciting. So yeah, um, and the, then the minority. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me know when you go to Hawaii. Keep me in the loop. And then, so I got invited to a Discord and to a Telegram. Um, and then you just, they give you the link. So how many Telegrams and um, Discords groups are you in? And how often are you in there? Every day, a couple times uh, a week? No, I don't, I don't check every day. I usually just when I'm like wondering about the project, what's going on or the price or something. Yeah. Um, I'll check it out. But I'm on like more than 20, 30 Discords. I don't, or not Discords, uh, telegrams i don't the thing is i don't even do like for every coin out i don't do the telegrams just like the ones that are like still in development or uh you know the, the cool thing is like pi has its own they kind of have like their built-in uh chat room and they're i don't think they have a telegram yet um right now they're doing it in the app yeah 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 cool totally totally they're more doing apps, it in the app. more or that. more coins should do that mm-hmm, for sure mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> Yeah, I really admire Nicholas, who um, he's Greek, so I'm Greek, and he's a PhD from Stanford. I have a lot of great friends who went to Stanford, and the source came from a very good, trusted source uh, of my friend who, you know, in India, um, chess is very big. And at 17, he won um, the Young Scientist Award and won the chess tournament at 19 years old. And he was the youngest person ever to like win the whole chess tournament of the country in India. And he went to Wall Street at 19. He was dumb by the time he was 24. He was like a multi-billionaire building his property in 1998. And since I've known him since 2005, I've always wanted to do something lucrative, something with finance, something with business. And it was just a friend relationship and there was nothing. And I tried and there was nothing but then he like told me about pie. And when he told me about it, he's like, yo, get on pie. And he broke it down. I was like, okay, cool. And so then I started, you know, gathering information and, and learning about it myself. And that's why I'm really excited about, you know, the pie family and what they're doing. And I just, I align and connect with it uh, at a rudimentary level. Yeah. I think it, this is a great year for them to, to 
come out, you know, if they come out in the middle of the bull market, if it goes out, if it becomes a super cycle and it goes past one year, this could be like huge, right? We could be see Bitcoin and cryptos, you know, go up like maybe a thousand percent from what they're now. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're saying is coming. A super cycle usually it's a four year cycle. You know, 2018 was the last bull market. So it's been, it's been usually four years, but with a super cycle because of adoption, it can go to like a, a super bull run that's last, you know, from two years to three years. What's an adoption? Uh, like mass adoption is uh, when, when people start using it, uh, like average people. Once it becomes easier, uh, you know, to use. Yeah. I think more people will start going, getting into it, you know, once the gas fees are under control. Once, uh, you know... You can pay with crypto everywhere, you know, in the supermarket or whatever. Um, I'm going to the Maldives and I'm paying in crypto. Yeah, (laughs) that's when you'll see parabolic charts that are just like defying the laws of physics. (laughs) Like Bitcoin so far, Bitcoin has been like the best asset, performing asset in the history of the world. Nothing has gone up this fast. And this is just the beginning. That's the crazy part. We're still under 1% mass adoption. So I right now is it what is it fifty thousand sixty thousand a bitcoin how how much is it for a bitcoin uh, right now bitcoin is down to fifty six thousand okay so like little tracker right here <laughs> you're amazing the, the prices you're amazing so if someone <laughs> wants to buy a bitcoin how much is it in U S dollars uh well people don't have to buy a whole bitcoin people can buy whatever much they can afford so it's up to you but the the thing I like to do you gotta have all the good coins, a little bit of each, you know, and then if you want to do trading, you want to start with the cheapest, uh, most efficient coins to send, right? If you're sending Bitcoin around, it can be expensive. It can be like to five bucks. If, you, if you're sending uh, XLM or XRP, it can be free almost, right? Or even BNB, uh, their uh, Binance coin, they, uh, they're, they're kind of competing with Ethereum right now. That's why they've blown up right now. They, they, they're on third place, you know, creeping up to Ethereum because they're, uh, they have the lowest gas fees. Uh, with their whole DeFi. They're doing a, a DeFi on their own chain, uh, the Binance Smart Chain, that is a lot more faster and cheaper, right? So a lot more efficient. People people are just flocking to it. And the price of Binance coin from a month ago was like 60 bucks. Now it's at $400. So... Whoa. They, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, think I got in like right when it started pumping because I got into PancakeSwap, which is... Uh, it's like a farming uh, DeFi, which DeFi stands for decentralized finance, which is uh, it's a way to, to make more money on your crypto holdings by providing liquidity, which you give your coins out so people so that the people can buy your coins, you know, and you're always going to get them back, you know, when, when you cash out. You get these uh, liquidity tokens that you, that you stake and then you earn cake, these cake tokens. Cake right now is at uh, 17 bucks, I think. Yeah. And when I got in, it was like five bucks. It's going to go up. Once people start finding about DeFi this summer, you know, after tax season, you'll see all these DeFi projects are just going to start exploding because the yield, the returns are crazy. It's like 30, 30 to 500%. And how can uh, people, how can people buy that? On which wallet can they buy that on? Uh, PancakeSwap, you have to, you have to set up the Binance Smart Chain on your MetaMask. And then you can access it through through that. So the MetaMask uh, wallet. Yeah, MetaMask wallet. Uh, send some BNB to it. 
make sure that the BNB is on the what's BNB? BNB is a Binance token. And how do you get uh, the Binance token? That one, uh, you can get on the, the best deal would be Binance dot US as the the their US website. So you just go to the um, website with <laughs> Binance dot US with your cash. Yeah, but it, it takes Binance. a while. You have to get you have to get approved. Uh, it can take a couple of weeks sometimes. Wow, got <laughs> so. it. Wow, a couple of weeks, yeah. Or if not, you can buy uh, Binance on other exchanges. It's just the Binance has the cheapest fees, especially when it comes to their token, right? Cheapest fees for sending. Uh, yeah, in Clubhouse, when I'm in all these like NFT rooms <laughs> and blockchain rooms, they're talking about DeFi and um, decentralization. Can you speak on decentralization and what that means for you? Basically, uh, there's no middle person or middleman to go through. Uh, there's no, no like central governance that that can have a final say. It's more d- democratized in that everybody has to be in the, agreeing on something for the governance. You know, um, <clears throat> that's how they do a lot. A lot of crypto projects um, they have governance call meetings and stuff like that. Uh, so everything's doesn't have like one central uh, power control. It's not. Even if the companies have like CEOs, a lot of these, you know, like Justin Sun, you know, he's the CEO of uh, of Tron. But so some people call these coins or projects centralized because of that. But honestly, every company or anything has to have some kind of leader or something, right? <laughs> or there has to be people representing that project because if, if it's completely anonymous, you know, like Bitcoin, which is kind of, it's cool, it's mysterious, right? But at least Bitcoin, every, everything, all the developers can see what it is and they can, they can tweak it if they want to, right? They can keep growing on that. So it's, it's good to see, you know, the development teams, what they're doing, you know, people can be held accountable in that sense. But Bitcoin, I think it was just created out of the 2008, uh, you know, financial collapse. And after seeing, you know, all the fraud and all the money printing that's, that's going on and the, the devaluing of the dollar, they developers, really smart developers created something that's actually competing against the financial system. So something so powerful that they have to stay anonymous probably, you know, for the sake of their own lives, right? This is like so revolutionary when it was yeah. coming out. Well, it's out of China since I've been told. And so when I was listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast that I sent you with that, the guy, I'm going to botch his name, but he's amazing. And he was saying, and Tim Ferriss was asking, what is the very, what's the worst case scenario with, with the Bitcoin and Ethereum? And the very worst case scenario is if China builds a firewall. So it's like, okay, all this money, but then there's like a firewall. They said that would be like the biggest issue, you know, if they were to, to build that. Yeah, that would the be the China, scariest thing. China has too much power with Bitcoin because they're the, the number one miners of it. So they own a lot of it. But the, the U.S. Uh, government, I think they're starting to wake up to that. And they, the U.S. government actually, believe it or not, they have one of the biggest holdings of Bitcoin in the world as well. So they're, <clears throat> they, we're still a little bit behind on like the technology aspect, you know, and Adopting it more, I think, is because uh, the the U.S. since we're the the number one financial system right now, uh, there's kind of like intimidation that of losing some power to Bitcoin, right, or cryptocurrencies. As uh, <clears throat> some people, you know, that they, they see cryptos as the future, like the inescapable future that's going to replace all of the currencies, right? Well, what happened was, um, uh, it was a week or two ago. I don't know if I sent you the article, but I saw. 
Wells Fargo, I believe, is the first bank to their quote unquote wealthiest clients. They curated some special thing for their wealthiest clients who are invested in Bitcoin. So the the banks had to, and so all the other banks are going to do it too, or else, you know, they're going to go down, right? So the banks had to bridge a connection. Now there's definitely a connection with Wells Fargo and, and Bitcoin, there's a connection. Yeah, there. the public demand is much too big to for the banks to control. So yeah, it's pretty much like join us or what was the saying? Uh, you can't fight him, join. <laughs> can't beat him. Can't you beat can't beat him, join him. Right? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, because um, yeah, they're seeing that crypto's here to stay. Um, you know, go through the ups and downs. Yeah, we're gonna come back. The the trend is up, right? So yeah. And yeah. uh, I think we're still yet to see like the craziest moves in the bull market. Like imagine uh, you can start buying cryptocurrencies and like social media apps or like, like they're like super easy to access and hold for regular people without them having to be tech savvy. I think we're, we're going to see like a huge influx of just like all your family members <laughs> hitting you up, you know? Yeah. Well, I think the people like in their <clears throat> 60s, 70s, I think they're kind of like, I don't, I think it'll be very minimal of who gets hip to it. You know what I mean? The people who are in their 60s and 70s, I think. I'm surprised my, my grandpa, well, he, he got into it because of me, but I'm helping him out. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, you uh, have to. The younger generation, we're going to have to help the people, the elderly. Yeah, I kind of want to help him uh, get into NFTs because he's he's has a lot of work still. His art's very like geometric, and uh, <laughs> maybe he has some uh, blockchain related abstract art we can uh, turn into NFTs or something. I mean, you could do ten to thirty in one day. Just put the photos, take photos, put them up, schedule them out. I mean, what Beeple, right? Beeple was doing it for 12, 13 years now, one a day, one a day, one a day. And then he did that huge thing not too long ago, like a month ago, where it's like it sold to Christie's for like, what, $69 million. It was a collection of 5,000 yeah. pieces. <laughs> you should totally do that. You don't have to do it one by one. You can just like schedule them and have them come out. That's I'm an obsessive person. So I'm simultaneously boom, 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 boom. I'm just going to release them. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. You got to figure out the, the best time. Usually the best time to post uh, if you're in the the west coast is around 8 p.m that's usually when the the gas goes down 8 to 9 p.m and then once the the asian markets start opening you'll see a spike right away it used to be that all all the nighttime was low but now it's like even in nighttime you get some crazy prices yeah i was on with you and it was like they see in asia what we're doing here in america how we pump the market you know every morning usually pumping something's pumping right and then they get excited and then they'll, they'll pump it somewhere every day like for the past week or two has been green every day in my portfolio usually green <laughs> pretty, is that good or bad pretty incredible no green green numbers like positive going is that good up. or bad yeah good green you'll see like in the, on your block folio how do you get a block folio uh block folio you just download it. Uh, you don't need any KYC. It doesn't take that long to set up. You just put in uh, whatever coin you get. You just search for it and uh, you add how much you got and it'll record like how much pri- how much it costs at the time you got it or the time you entered it in. So you want to do it right after you buy it so you can see your gains, right? And uh, you, you can keep track of everything, what, what exchange you got it in. And you can see the different prices from each exchange right there. It's, pre- it's pretty helpful. And it, it adds up everything that you have uh, and you can see the prices right there on live time. So you can see when the price is going up, you know, if you, when you have to sell for, you know, imagine you have a coin, some like rare coin that's just waiting forever for, for the price 
to go up, you have to know that that perfect time to jump on your computer and, and sell it. Right? So but sometimes you'll get spikes where it's like it'll only be spiked for like you get like one one night one chance to sell it, and then it, it drops like crazy the next day. <laughs> And what do you think before having it be evergreen, like up there for eternity, you just put it up there opposed to knowing when to do like an auction for 24 hours or a seven day auction? Like what, what, what are your vibes on that? I, the, the auctions, I think it's a little bit harder. I feel like, cause the, they have a reserve price and it's mandatory one ETH. So for me, for me, it seems a little bit too much. I think for bigger names, maybe the auction might be better. Um, like Blau did. He revolutionized the music industry about six weeks ago. Oh when, yeah, Blau. Blau's uh, huge. That's awesome. He, the, he revolutionized <clears throat> the music industry. He um, released an album three years ago and then he re-released it as an NFT and it was an auction and it went for 11.6 million. And then since then, Little Yachty's, Little Yachty's done an NFT. Uh, Lindsay's <laughs> releasing an NFT of her, her song. If she just now did it, oh, Lindsay's, she's doing more music. A song she's releasing NFT? as an NFT. Yeah, oh, I don't nice. know if she already did it, but I was in the clubhouse room where they announced that she was doing it. Cool. Yeah, where she announced she was in it. The yeah, room, no. where she was with in the room with Justin. I heard uh, Kings of Leon released their new album as yeah. an NFT. Yeah, ton of people are getting into it now. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited about the space. It's really exciting. So I'm wondering from you for an artist, uh, an artist, musician who doesn't understand or fully grasp the concept. A couple of things. One, I want to shift and pivot of adding value because of who you are and you're such a solid person and you're educated and you're an artist and you're for the community and the people. If someone on here were to hear the podcast or see you, if they reached out to you, um, do you, would you be able to maybe do a, um, a one hour coaching session? Like you, they pay you for your time. Obviously you're just not yeah, like definitely. a free for all, but you can maybe book one hour sessions with people and like you could be their coach and walk them through the steps because the, the, would you be open to doing that if anyone contacted you yeah, and wanted this information? Cause you, we're talking about it on the podcast and we're here now, but then, you know, life takes a, a natural course, but for an energetic exchange and you want to do it the right way and the smart way, you would definitely be open if, if it's because everyone's going to be overwhelmed when they hear this and they're going to be like, oh my God, I need help with this and this, but you are available and willing to do an exchange or something, you know, once a week or once a month or however, whatever the pace is in your availability to charge some kind of nominal fee for the, for the struggling artist or, you know, for the artist who wants to get involved and make it happen. And you can be like their NFT coach. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hit me up on social media. Whoever needs help. Uh, I'm going to put some time and uh, get you guys up there start making that money. It's really important. And, and the, the way I sh stress literally to go to Orbs One is this, the thing is this, you know, and I can share what I know as well. Um, and Orbs One, he is just highly educated. He's in the space. He's for the people. And the thing is, I just want to disclose here to the listener and the viewer that, for example, Pi it was just announced on their um, platform in the in the Pi app. Like there's fake Pi wallets. Bitcoin are, are like, and all the other coins, all the wallets, there's so many, it's called phishing and scammers out there. Like you want oh, yeah. to 
you want to make sure you're set up the right way. Like you get your MetaMask, you get it. You have to, there's steps you need to take into this new labyrinth and you need to be set up the right way because there are so many people who lose all of their money, who lose it all because they clicked on something or they thought it was something because it's such a new space you don't know. You need to have a coach and you need to be doing it with someone who knows what they're doing or you're going to waste your time. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to lose your money. And and we're here. That's why we're here on this podcast to honor ourselves as artists and honor your journey and what you've done thus far. I mean, it's just prolific and really exciting for me to hear about you as an artist and your upbringing and and how you pivoted in your in your life as a as an artist as you know as a beautiful like colorful being right so since orbs one knows so much information definitely message them and you want to make sure you're if it's with him or me or someone you want to make sure you have someone who knows what they're doing and they have good intentions to lead you because it's like a journey it's a community it's not like a a rich quick type of thing like I said earlier the other thing I want to say that's really really important is um that that was taught to me just like like probably 60 days ago because I got you know my first wallet and stuff that and I told someone this. I told someone this. I told someone, I'm like, here you go, sign up for this. You're gonna get a seed, S E E D phrase. And you get a phrase that's unique to you and only you. Like I have mine, orbs one has his, you're gonna have yours, everyone. I told my friend, I communicated, I told my friend, no matter what, do not take a screenshot of this seed phrase that you're going to get when you sign up for your wallet. Do not. Right. Do not take a screenshot of it. Do not write it down on your phone. The person signed up and I said, where did you put your seed phrase? And the person told me that they put it in the notes of their phone. And that's exactly what I said not to do. Like you cannot have it on electronic device. You cannot take a photo of it. You need to memorize it. You need to write it down and have it in a secure place that no one will ever see it or know about it. And if you lose it, but you lose all the money. And if someone gets it, they can take all your money. So it's a very high risk thing. So it's being socially responsible as a human being as well. It's a responsibility. Like money is a responsibility. The future is a responsibility. Your life's a responsibility. And so if you take anything from this and you get involved, do not take a photo of your seed phrase or write it down or write it down on any electronics. You just need to, I have mine written down somewhere and I need to memorize mine still. But now I have two because I'm, a, I'm signed up for BitClout. It, it, it went public about a week or two ago. So you can actually sign up for BitClout. And if you need um, the link, just message me or I'll put in the show notes, but you need to sign up for a BitClout and uh, they give you a seed phrase and you cannot, you cannot write it down in, in your phone and you can't take a photo of it. Do you want to say anything on that? Yeah, the good thing about uh, when you get seed phrases, that means uh, you are the owner of that wallet. Nobody else has custody. So nobody can access your funds. So nobody's going to be able to come and save you if you lose that phrase, right? Nobody can recover your funds. That's why it's very important that you have full control of that phrase and your password. You know, um, you have to be good at managing things, having multiple backups just in case. Right. Um, Also, um, hard wallets, uh, ledger treasures are recommended for keeping things. uh, It's called cold storage as opposed to uh, an exchange wallet, which is called a hot hot wallet. Right. Which can be hacked if the exchange gets hacked. So uh, you got to be careful with that. 
And how do you get but, a cold storage? Uh, I have a, I'd ordered a Trezor from, uh, you don't want to go to, you don't want to get it from Amazon or any like third party because they can be, uh, you know, messed with. They, they can actually like break into them and put a bunch of weird stuff in there. So you have to make sure you get it specifically from the manufacturer. You have to get it from uh, the Trezor website or Ledger. Also, a thing with Ledger, uh, a lot of people have been getting scammed from a Ledger app on the iPhone. Uh, Ledger doesn't have any apps. They're all like hard. It's a, a device that you connect to your computer, right? So people have been sending money to those wallets thinking it's a real wallet. And um, Apple has been notified about it and they haven't done anything. Like they took down, uh, you know, Parler and all the, <laughs> all the other apps so fast. But the, these apps that are scamming people, for some reason, they don't do anything about it. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know that. That's so good. I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you so much. Um, wow. Yeah. That's really, really, um, impactful and informative. Definitely. That's something that, man, it's probably (laughs) getting so many people right now. Um, Yeah. And I think I mentioned a bit earlier, there's like a fake pie wallets. There's, you have to know what the original pie is and Nicholas who created pie. He's like, this is the only pie um, Instagram. This is the only, this is the only account. Cause there's, there's a bunch of them. There's like a bunch of fake ones. So you have to know this is the only one to listen yeah, and go by. This, this space is targeted by scammers like no other because yeah. they know everybody has a lot of money and you know, like all the crypto YouTubers, they have fake accounts that are like asking for people's, uh, or like putting numbers, WhatsApp numbers or whatever <gasps> to get people to, to to send them information or, or money, right? That's another thing. A lot of people, um, once you sign into MetaMask, it's an e-signature. Like you just do it one click. Like, so when you're going through the process, if it asks you to like, oh, put in your seed phrase, it never asks you twice to put in your seed phrase. It's a scam. So people do it or they do like a, like a signature or something. Like you, you, you don't, you don't do it. You only do it in the MetaMask yeah, you have to be You have to be careful to even like Googling, um, Googling some of these exchanges, like they'll have fake ads that come up pretending to be the, the real thing. And yeah. I don't know how they're getting through, but you know, a lot of scammers are getting through. So you have to make sure uh, like the exchange have it bookmarked so you don't have to Google it every time you have to access it, right? Oh yeah, that's smart. That's really smart. Yeah, have everything bookmarked. And, well, you have all um, these, you have all these also, smart people in their, in their bedrooms and at home and they're just really smart and they're hacking the computer and they can do it right from their home. Yeah, you, for, for that, you need to get a 2FA, two-factor authenticator i have that on everything of mine Um, yeah the google authenticator so there's not so you don't only need a password to get in you also need the code right that changes every minute yep yep so yep yep that's very very important for anybody new in crypto yeah portfolio authenticator and uh (laughs) i would say coinbase i just started gemini gemini is the competitor of coinbase but those two are like the main ones for cashing out uh they're the most trustworthy so you can hook up your bank or through them and then whenever you want to buy go go in there you know buy some xlm send it to the exchange that you want to buy stuff in you don't pay any fees by sending xlm i think it's pretty much free to send uh at least for coinbase and uh coinbase also has coinbase pro which is a little bit slower but they have like zero fees it just takes you can't you can't whatever you buy in there you can't take it out for like 
10, 14 days or something like that. Well, that's the thing with BitClout. Like when you put your, your Bitcoin in there or whatever, like you can't, or yeah, I think it's Bitcoin. Or you can't Bitcoin. take it back out? You can't take it out. That's the thing with BitClout. And a lot of people are freaking out because they're like, you, once you put it in, you can't put it out. And it's such a new space. And people keep saying, the leaders in the space, they keep saying, oh my God, like we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who the, the people who created this but like they're onto something. It's like Twitter and it's hybrid with like something else. But yeah, once you put the money in there, you can't take it out. But people can so give only put you what you, you want to spend in there. But you can have a free account and people <laughs> will give you the bit clout. Like you don't even have to spend any money and people will just give you the bit clout. But the, the bit cloud, you can you send that bit cloud to other exchanges to sell or you sell it there? How, how does that work? You, you can give your bit cloud to other people. You can only have BitClout within the BitClout right now. You can't take anything out. So you, you can't sell it yet? <clears throat> no, you can't sell it. You can, You someone try, I was in a clubhouse and someone was like, oh, can I like sell you some Bitcoin for you to give me some BitClout? Because they wanted to like get in without going through the wallets and like actually buying it. And someone did a deal where they gave this woman Bit clout, and then she gave that, them some Bitcoin that she already had. <laughs> that cheating or what? No, I don't think so. When I I was in I was in Mark Cuban's room on an NFT panel for eleven hours with like four hundred people, like all day for eleven hours, and I want I wanted to pivot, and I was releasing my book. And I wanted to like, you know, as an angle to come out as an NFT artist, you know? And so Zen Vibes, he's super cool. Z-E-N-D Vibes, Zen Vibes, check him out. Instagram, Twitter, he's so cool. He, he's like, just buy some of my art and he's so cool. And I'm going to buy some of his art. But um, he, he sent me um, 200 ETH so I could just go and do my first NFT. So I didn't have to go. He's like, just get a MetaMask wallet. And so I didn't have to go through all that of like buying it and da, da, da. he just i gave him my public nice. code i gave him my public code that anyone can have your public code never give you your seed phrase but you can give people your public code and they can give you money because it's about helping the community and that's what people are doing they're helping and supporting one another that's nice yeah i know there's a lot of uh crypto artists that buy each other's work yes i want to buy yours I'm going to buy collectors. yours. I'm going Thanks. to buy yours. I'm, I'm going to be a crypto collector. I'm, a, I'm an art Appreciate collector it. for sure. I'm going to buy your work. I'm totally going to buy your work. Yeah, um, once I start making more money with cryptos, for sure, I'll be yeah, buying I'm NFTs. Gonna, I haven't actually like bought any NFTs yet. But yeah, I'm going to buy I'm it. Looking, looking into it. I, yeah. I, like, I see what uh, like a lot of the crypto, uh, the OGs, people that have been in the space for a long time, they're launching their own NFTs. And all, all those, you can see the value goes up right away <laughs> so right now everybody's flocking to like the the main like the the most famous uh nfts you know and that way they can flip them for the most money which you know it's, it's a, a good strategy there's also uh airdrops like free nfts that you get on like uh i think wax and other platforms i'm not sure i want to try out wax they're like some of the oldest ones in the NFT space have some of the, the their token, the wax token. I remember I got that one back in 2017. <laughs> I had a lot of it, and but I sold like right after. A lot of these coins, if we were to just held, you know, the the whole bear market, I'd probably be a millionaire right now. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like when it crashed, like everybody thought it, it you know, it was just going to keep going down. So everybody started selling. I, I just held on to like a small handful of coins. You know, but yeah, yeah. I had one of the funny stories is I had like a hundred 
thousand Dogecoin, you know, the, the little Shiba coin, Shiba Inu coin. No, I don't know it. Um, that's like the coin that Elon Musk is uh, promoting all the time. He's going to oh. like put it on his spaceship and send it oh. to, to the moon or something. Oh, that's that's the one he's promoting? Okay. Well, th- yeah, that coin, that coin went up like almost a thousand percent. I think it was like 900% one day. He's like, I'm selling my but NFT as an NFT. I, I did. Yeah, he <laughs> he's getting into NFTs too. Um, <clears throat> that that coin uh, would have been like almost a hundred k in dollars if I would have held it. If I didn't sell it, like yeah, for a, I think I sold it for a loss back then. <sighs> yeah, never sell for a loss. It's pretty much a game of patience, right? If you can hold until it goes up, you're good. But yeah, patience is super it can be, important. Be nerve wracking. Yeah, patience is super important. Well, I look forward to you and I collaborating and doing some NFTs together. That will be a really cool collaborative project. Maybe, yeah, I don't know definitely. what it is, but maybe I there it's photos of me, of my modeling career, something like that. And then you do your artwork and maybe something, or maybe I make music and you put it to your artwork or something. That'd be cool to collaborate and do something. Sounds good, yeah. Yeah, have, good you, have you collaborated with other artists yet? Um, a little bit. Um, collaborated with uh, RFX, RFX One. That's what, did I talk about the, the mural in downtown already? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember if I did this before the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You, you the mentioned, one in downtown. Uh, mention it again. The the the, the mural uh, you guys did together. Yeah. We put that on uh, the blockchain before anybody knew about NFTs. Uh, it was like one of the first murals on the blockchain through Blockchain Art collective and they we put like the hologram on the wall and then you scan it with your phone and then it, sh- it, it sh- takes it into the blockchain right it's like the, this little holographic sticker that you can put on any artwork and then it has like this uh this special code on there that you scan it's really cool is it the qr uh, code <clears throat> uh no it's, it's different than a than a qr code actually no i think uh it might have had a QR code in there, but it was like an actual, like, uh, almost like a microchip, like a flat microchip thing. It was very, very interesting. Uh, <clears throat> not sure what happened to them. Uh, so I didn't were, see much action were, from them. You were one lately. of the very first people to ever release an NFT, and you were definitely the first artist to ever release uh, a mural as an NFT. Yeah, one of, one of the first ones. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, because we, we, we got with them, like, right when they were launching. <laughs> So they did a video. They came over to our studio and filmed a video of us doing it and everything. Yeah. If you have any videos or images or links, I'll put them in the Uh, show. Oh, actually, we were we were featured in PBS. Cool. Uh, Me and Jason, because of that, they they were they were interviewed. Blockchain Art Collective was interviewed on PBS, and they showed our mural and us talking about it, like doing the demo with the the phone and everything. So I I got I got my uh, fifteen seconds of fame. Wow, yes. wow. Yeah, that's so cool. Across the country. Pretty cool. Dope. I, yeah, love I was that. impressed that they that they would be talking about uh crypto art, but that was that came out uh last year actually before the NFT craze. Right. Right. But, uh, and then before yeah. we were got we started recording, we were talking. We've been talking about um, Mark Cuban, and he created a lazy platform. And he's already a multi billionaire, but he wants to help the people. He wants to help the artists. He wants to help the community. He's not doing it to like make money. He's just really putting himself out there to create a space. It's called Lazy. And they were, you know, when I was in the NFT room on the panel as a moderator for eleven hours. Um, it was like six weeks ago. It was like the, one of the very first rooms ever. It was amazing. But um, 
uh, JR, I think his name is JR, who runs, um, you know, his business in NFT. Um, he was saying how, like, they're going to make it so, like, they do the infrastructure, they do all the stuff so the artists can just focus on the artwork because all the stuff we're talking about, like artists aren't going to know how to do all those things. So I think they're creating some kind of community, like a hub where their internal people can, they didn't have it all figured out, but they were talking about creating something for having their internal people like help out artists in that department so we could focus on like just like doing the NFTs because it's 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 like what we just said. It's 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 not the wild, wild west. It's like the wild, wild space out there, you know, and there's all those bad people out there hurting people with warfare and doing horrible things of stealing your money and, and, and stealing your right as a human being. And because we're exciting in this new space, but there's not like really governed laws. There are attorneys who are in the space. There are smart contracts. There is something called white paper. Do you want to share anything about smart contracts or white paper? Um, well, the white paper is uh, good to read. Every time you're getting into a new project, you want to look through the white paper just to try to understand uh, why this project matters. Um, you know what, what they're bringing to the table that's is going to be revolutionary. You know, you know what kind of uh, value proposition they have. And then um, the what was the other one? Uh, smart contracts. Oh, the smart contracts. That's, uh, that's that was developed by Ethereum. Uh, that's pretty much what makes NFTs possible. Uh, is creating a contract through on the blockchain. You know, in this case would be a th the Ethereum blockchain. So you can put whatever you want, whatever kind of information on there, and it becomes like permanent on the blockchain, right? Uh, nobody can alter it. So it's like an Im immutable ledger is what they call it. So uh, this technology can be applied to anything. Like the, they think eventually most things will be on the blockchain because it creates like a uh, transparency and trust without having to depend on anybody you know for them to not <laughs> as you can see power corrupts absolutely and you can't really trust anybody uh you know can't depend on them 100 percent. that's why this blockchain just runs itself right and it, it it's developed to be unhackable and i mean people people thought it, it was very private you know, when it first came out, it was used like that as a form of privacy. But now, you know, the FBI or whoever is looking for a criminal, they appreciate if you use crypto because it's so easy to trace, right? To so look at the blockchain and see. It's what? It's so easy to trace uh, to see what went where, right? It's very transparent. Everything's out in the open. So it's unless you're using like a really, you know, pri like a privacy coin to stay hidden. But then if you're buying those kind of coins, then you're like on somebody's radar <laughs> they're like oh this they have something to hide but i try to stay away from privacy coins just because of the you know the state we're in <laughs> people are um having their wallets but using not their real name they're using alias names and people don't know who they are and they don't know who they are but that's kind of going to be the way of the future too of actually not knowing people and they can use different names like orbs one and you know you're already ahead of it and like yeah. if i went by pizza girl you know and there's one guy called pizza guy out there like um like um nft poppy you know and there's people who aren't using their real names you know and so yeah, i mean it's like an internet persona that you can create yeah 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 
Very cool. Well, I really appreciate you. Um, are there any like uh, last words of wisdom, thoughts that you wanted to share uh, with the listener or the viewer? Um, oh, before you actually do that, word wisdoms, wise words. Um, I want to know if people, well, one, if they're just brand new, they should definitely reach out to you. So they're taking the trail in the good, smart direction. But if someone is starting out, like, and let's say they get a, a MetaMask wallet or something like that, like, what is the first, based on when they hear this information, obviously as well, but, you know, it's an evergreen episode, but where do you think someone should start if they wanted to say, I want to invest in one coin, what would it be? And then let's say someone who wants to be more advantageous and they are like, let me invest three coins. Let me just shoot out a number. It could be, let's just say $500 or if someone takes $100 here and then $100 here and $100 here and they're taking 100 US dollars and they're wanting to put it in three different areas, where would you say to go first? Uh, well, if you're getting started, uh, you want to start from the top, right? On the, on the chart, on the, <clears throat> the top 100 or top 10 coins, projects, you want to start with Bitcoin and than Ethereum or Ethereum and Bitcoin. Those are the, the, the ones that are going to go up. They're, they're the most guaranteed to go up. The other ones, they're a little bit more, there's a little bit more danger. Uh, as they say, higher risk, but higher reward, right? Since there's less people in there, the, the price can move uh, faster. There's higher volatility, which that means they can also go down really fast, right? So it's, uh, I think for the third, if you guys are going to buy a third trying to expand, I would go for XLM or XRP because they have the lowest fees, uh, especially at XRP right now. They just had this, this fight with the SEC, the SEC. Um, they were trying to say that they were a uh, commodity or uh, <clears throat> I can't remember exactly how it went, but I think they were, oh, they were calling it a security, um, which brings a lot more regulations on them, right? And the price dropped like crazy. Um, and just recently, a couple of days ago, they recovered. So that if they're relisted on all the exchanges that they were relisted on, the price would, you know, triple, quadruple in a couple of days. Um, so definitely keep an eye on that one. Uh, XRP Ripple. And uh, they were created with, the guy that created uh, XLM, he worked with them. These guys are, they pretty much like broke down the, all the development from Bitcoin and like modernized it or made it so it's like more efficient, right? So what, what they did to those coins, uh, they're thinking that the US dollar could be using either of those coins as the digital currency could be using either of those technologies because that's how important they are to the space. And then... Uh, how would people get involved? Where would they go? Uh, if people wanted to get crypto, uh, start with Coinbase or Gemini for Americans. Um, you have to set up your your account, put all your info. Where? Your where do they do that? Uh, you just uh, you go on there and you set up. Uh, you have to set up your profile. Go go under the like the all the the login info. You have to have two FA. Set up your your security. You know, make sure everything is set up so you can't get hacked right off the bat, right? And then uh, link your bank account. Uh, I think they made it pretty easy now. You can just log in through your bank or something like that. So I was on um, <clears throat> PayPal a few months ago. And when I was on PayPal, they're like, 
oh, Coinbase, Bitcoin, like they're like, and they're, and then they give instructions of what Ethereum is. So yeah, I, think I would stay away right. from PayPal because yeah. PayPal, very high fees. And also you can't get the crypto out of there from what I hear. Yeah. They, there's just kind of like, they want you to invest kind of like a Robin hood. Robin hood is also high fees and you can't get it out. So those are, those are good for people that are just starting. If they maybe don't want to deal with, uh, or they don't want to like dive deeper. Maybe maybe you can try that. But uh, if you want, if you want to like be moving money around and cashing out, you know, a lot of crypto and straight into your bank, you got to set up a Coinbase. This is right here, based in California, very trust trustworthy company. They're about to come out with an IPO on the stock market that's valued at like already in the hundreds of millions. Like, and you said they're bank. the first one, right? You said they're the first yeah, one? Yeah, first exchange. I think Binance, but they're in China. They're, they were the, the first ones to have it. Maybe last year, last year they had an IPO, but that's like in the Chinese exchange, um, Chinese stock exchange. Uh, we're the first Western company to Coinbase. So uh, with them, I always buy XLM and then send it to whatever exchange and, and buy my coins there. And um, then wh whenever you want to cash out, do the same thing. You turn it into XLM or a coin that's very cheap to move. So you don't lose anything as you're cashing out. Um, Cause yeah, the fees for crypt for uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, the fees are very high. So if you can stay for moving stuff around, stay away from those. <laughs> yeah. But if it's, if, if they're high right now, but we're still early on in the 1%, is it, do you think it's still worth oh, to yeah, buy? No, gonna, although they're high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely buy and hold whatever you buy. Just, Buy and just hold like, it. Yeah, just hold it until it goes up. And then you can keep buying like little bits of uh, like under $100 of like XLM and try to invest under $100 on each coin. And you'll see how that little little amount of money can, can go a long way. Very impressive. Very cool. Very cool. Great. Okay. I'm so excited. And on that note, are there any last uh, words of wisdom you want to talk about um, from your heart and soul about, it can be about art, it can be about blockchain, NFTs, do's and don'ts, anything, anything that you just want the viewer and or the listener to know about you and, you know, in your heart space of what you want to share. Any last parting words? For the crypto market, uh, number one rule is... Uh, buy low sell high or buy in the red sell in the green right so you never lose <laughs> and uh, same thing for for uh, nfts and art uh you want to uh buy or make the nft mint the nft when the gas fees are at the lowest which is like one hour of the day usually at night <laughs> so keep keep it keep your eye on the gas prices you can get the the apps or there's many websites uh that, that do that and uh, yeah, get in there. Cause right now it's kind of very exclusive since the prices are so high not a lot of people get in. Right. So only a few people get in, but eventually once the prices go up this or down this July with a new update, you're going to see just like a crazy influx of people come in. So right now we're, we're at the perfect time to like set up our positions, you know, in the, the art space and in the crypto space. And just after that, just chill back and, and watch the magic happen. <laughs> just sit back and enjoy it's passive income because that's really that's really the future i think uh it's gonna be you know a lot of working from home uh you know once the robots take all the jobs <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. yeah uh you know either uh some kind of uh what do they call it the universal basic income from the government 
or you know, if cryptos, if, if we do cryptos and cryptos are really successful, the governments won't even need to give us, <laughs> you know, UBI. Yeah. I think they, they would appreciate that. Um, What's people, UBI? The universal basic income. Uh, that's what a lot of people are talking about. Uh, like uh, uh, Yang, uh, the guy that ran for president, he was talking about that. And right now with COVID, you know, they're trying to think of some kind of solution, like some kind of monthly uh, payment. I don't know for if you have to be unemployed or for everybody, but especially with inflation right now, um, you know, the prices are going to be going up on a lot of stuff. So we need some kind of help. And people are seeing the crypto market as, as the solution to, to that problem. Yeah, an opportunity. It's exciting anyway. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, I think uh, right now we're, we're in the perfect place. Um, less than 1% adoption. A lot of room for growth, so you just got to, I don't know, be, be brave and learn as much as you can before everybody else figures it out. <laughs> right. right. I mean, we're the artists. We're the creators. We're, we're in it. We're, it's really exciting. We didn't start it, but we're revolutionizing it. We're a part of it. That's why us artists coming together, helping one another is so important uh, to take the power and the control back of our artistry and just, you know, of, of humanity. Um, so it's a really, really exciting time. And, um, yeah, with that being said, you know, I would definitely love to have you back on. She's all over the place. You're amazing. And, uh, by the time we have another conversation, if you would love to come back, then I'm sure we'll have another great, beautiful conversation and, and provide a lot of value and insight for the entrepreneurial watching, listening and, um, artists. And yeah, we're here for your entertainment <laughs> and the call to action is just definitely, um, check out the show notes and follow orbs one and, uh, hit five star on the podcast. If you're you're not following me already, please subscribe and share with every single freaking artist you know, because this is the coolest thing in the world happening. And uh, you might have to listen to it again because there's just so much valuable information. You might just want to be able to digest and download and just take some notes. But uh, yeah, any last words? Uh, thank you so much for having me, Katie. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, I'd love to be back on. See you guys uh, on the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and real quick, uh, sh super shout out. You're on um, uh, Bipolar Romance. You're on an episode with Bipolar Romance. I want to check out that podcast. Yeah, they're uh, psychedelic art uh, podcasts, and they're just getting into NFTs now. So check them out. A uh, guy from the UK. Amazing. I love that. Bipolar Romance. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So uh, we'll see you next time, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for being here. Thanks. Take care, Dave. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out. <laughs>